0: I was out and about. Thought i see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What's up, dudes? Long time no speak. Well, actually, it's only been a couple days, but thanks for streaming the Bet Slippin Daily NBA Postseason Podcast. It's Thursday, April 28th. There's a three-game slate in the NBA postseason tonight, all game sixes. Obviously, three teams got their backs on the, against the wall and three teams are looking to advance into the uh, the second round of the playoffs. I uh, was three and two on Tuesday's bet slipping podcast I took Wednesday off because I honestly didn't have enough time to handicap the games wasn't that into the two game slate and really <laughs> made no no bet actually I bet the the nuggets plus the points Um to kind of try to mitigate the loss that I took for taking the Denver Nuggets and the series price. But uh, there was, obviously there wasn't a Wednesday show, so back at it here Thursday. I actually have six best bets in the three-game slate. Uh, I have three sides. I'm picking a side in each game, obviously, and I have a player prop in each game. So I uh, have a full bet slip, hoping that I can uh, get close to 500 in the playoffs. Right now I'm 13-18 and 18 heading into uh, today. Uh, 13 and 16 in the first round, 0 and 2 in the play-in. So it's been a pretty crappy first round for me, but I still have some things in play and there's still money to be made and uh, I'm excited to be handicapping and, and grinding out some hopeful winners for you guys. Um, I'll recap Tuesday, not even really recap, but I'll just go through the games um, and give you my, my win-loss and the, the picks and the bets that I made. It was a couple of days ago. Truthfully, I don't fully remember the games, at least in, in the way to be able to break them down or, uh, break them down in a recap. And, um, also just kind of a programming note. I'm flying back to my home in upstate New York to visit family, uh, today. So I might not be podcasting until I fly back, which would be like Wednesday oh, Well, Tuesday, but my first podcast back will be Wednesday. I, I am going to bring the recording gear. Maybe I can get something out, but, uh, I uh, have some family to visit, I'm going to go see a Yankee game, so I uh, might not be able to hit you guys on another NBA podcast, so that makes this one even more important. Um, before we talk about that stuff, let me shout out the sponsor of this podcast, an odds provider, Typico Sportsbook, they're a global sports betting leader, that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Tipico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast can get a welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions to apply, though, and you must be 21 or older to game, so please see Tipico's website for details. Also, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and one 800 Five two two forty seven hundred. If you're in Colorado, please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, so like I said, I was three and two on Tuesday slate. I whiffed with the Miami Heat team total over one twelve and a half. They ended up closing out their series against the Atlanta Hawks, beating them I think by th- by three points. I think it was ninety seven ninety four. The the Miami Heat team total was nowhere near cashing. Um, surprisingly, Jimmy Butler was. Uh, Sideline with an injury. I gave out this pick before he got sidelined uh, with an injury, but um, it was probably a crappy pick because it was an elimination game. You know, Atlanta's intensity was going to be ratcheted up, and um, the 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 over two one twelve and a half for the Miami Heat team total was just never going to get there. So. Crappy pick by me. I ended up winning with my player prop though. Also in this game, I uh, took DeAndre Hunter over one and a half made three pointers. He was by far the the Hawks' best player in that game. He almost single handedly kept them alive in that game, especially down the stretch. After the first half, I think he made like only one th- or in the first half only made like one three. So it was a bit of a sweat, but um, he ended up pretty easily covering this and covering his points prop, which we didn't bet. I uh, was also looking at that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big DeAndre Hunter fan for what it's worth, but I uh, only took his, his uh, three-point prop, uh, which, again, did cash pretty easily. I also took the six-and-a-half points in the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, that was the right side the whole time. <clears throat> the game ended on a uh, layup by John Morant in the closing seconds. So that was a pretty awesome game. Minnesota Timberwolves plus six and a half was uh, a rocking chair cover. Then I grabbed six and a half the New Orleans Pelicans, which I obviously lost. Uh, they lost game five by 15 points. I think it was 112 to 97. Um, but we did hit the under 214 and a half in, the, in that Suns uh, Pelicans game five. So had a profitable Tuesday. Uh, added that to our profitable Monday. So hopefully we can keep the the money rolling in and uh, close out this week, close out this first round strong, because if I'm being honest, I'm very, very disappointed with my first half, or my first round performance for you guys, so let's get into the handicapping, Uh, this could end up being a longer podcast than I wanted it to be, Uh, but the first game, the Philadelphia 76ers take a 3-2 lead to Toronto for game six, Um, they're one and a half point favorites, I'm going to take the Toronto Raptors, um, plus one and a half points. Obviously I think they're going to win this game outright. Um, but I'll just take whatever points I can get and call me a nit, but that's just how I, uh, like to gamble. So, uh, Toronto stomped Philly in game five, 103 to, to 88, really just, uh, outclassed the Philadelphia 76ers Toronto did. And as I said, uh, before the series started, when I took Toronto to win the series. As this series continues, uh, the discrepancy discrepancy between head coach Nick Nurse, Toronto head coach Nick Nurse, and Philly head coach Doc Rivers will um, further sh- surface and, and become a bigger and bigger issue for the Philadelphia 76ers. So I have more faith in Nick Nurse making mid series adjustments than Doc Rivers. Um, and I don't know how much. Jack Rivers can even do in this spot. I mean, it ultimately comes down to if Joel Embiid and James Harden are going to be uh, superstars. We, we haven't seen James Harden play like a superstar since maybe the first half of this season at best, and I think he's going to go missing like every other time his team's back uh, backs against the wall or or um, effectively an elimination game. I mean, James Harden's uh, playoff reputation is that of. I don't want to say a choker, but someone who definitely underperforms. And, I mean, he's he's never made it to the finals uh, outside of the one time with uh, OKC as their sixth man. Also, Joel Embiid um, has a thumb injury. It was n- noticeably affecting him in Game 5. And uh, I could see him playing too aggressive, trying to close the series out in Toronto, and not letting the game come to him and ultimately struggling, making bad decisions. And maybe Toronto's uh, constant ball pressure can force him into some ill-advised turnovers. And surprisingly, Joel Embiid has a minus two net rating in this series. So he's been dominant when getting to the foul line. But if he's not getting the calls, which maybe the Toronto's trying to get some home cooking here uh, now that the series is in the Jurassic Park, um, hopefully... Uh, for for our bet's sake, at least, the, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers don't get a ton of foul attempts like they're known to do with Harden and Embiid. Um, and ultimately, they're going to need Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris to step up. Um, the games that the Raptors won, or the, the Sixers won Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris were phenomenal. Um, so, I don't see... I I I think that uh Nick Nurse and Toronto's defense have made a good enough adjustments to to kind of reduce the effectiveness of Tyrese Maxey and and Tobias Harris, but I guess we'll see on that. Um and they are making Embiid work on defense, and I think that's hurting his offense. Siakam is um bringing Joel Embiid out to the perimeter and taking him off the dribble and and Joel Embiid just can't stay in front of Pascal Siakam. So if that remains to be Toronto's plan of attack, I think it's going to work. And I think just making Embiid uh, work on defense will hurt his offense. Also, Philadelphia's defensive wings have been getting gashed this series. Danny Green and Matisse Thybul have been terrible. And Matisse Thybul is not even going to be playing in this game because of the va- his vaccination status and Toronto's vaccine policy. So uh, we're also getting some reverse line movement um, or like pros versus Joes. Uh, scenario in the betting market, depending on whose betting splits you look at, but most of the money seems to be on on Philly in some in some books, or the um, most of the public and and yes, uh, a small majority of the money will be on uh, small small majority of the money will be on Toronto in some books, and uh, more public bets will be on on Tor- on Philly, so. Um, I, I, bottom line is how I'm like digesting the betting splits for this game is that the Toronto Raptors feel like the sharp side here. Um, they are missing, they could be without Fred Van Vliet, but I do think that's an addition by subtraction just because Fred Van Vliet's injuries have really caused him to struggle this series. And he's more or less, uh, shot the Toronto Raptors out of the games that they lost, um, earlier in the series. Uh, my one-player prop for this game is I'm going under 6.5 rebounds for James Harden. Uh, for James Harden to go over 6.5 rebounds, it would require effort and toughness, neither of which uh, Harden has demonstrated this season or in recent seasons or really ever in the playoffs. He's went under 6.5 rebounds in all five games this series, and he's went under 6.5 rebounds in 95 of his 142 career playoff games. Toronto has crazy size and length between Siakam, OG, Anobi, Scotty Barnes, Precious Achua, Chris Boucher, Ken Burch, Thaddeus Young. All these guys crash the glass, and Toronto's been one of the best offensive rebounding. Um, Uh, teams in the league during the regular season. I just don't see Harden being the one boxing out for crucial rebounds, and I don't see him crashing the glass on the offensive side. So... My player prop will be the James, well, under six and a half rebounds for James Harden. Adding that to the Raptors plus one and a half. The first game, second game, Phoenix Suns um, looking to close out their first round series against the 8-seed New Orleans Pelicans. They're up three to two. Phoenix handled business in Game Five, beating New Orleans one twelve to ninety seven in um, in in Phoenix. I'm taking the two and a half points though with the Pelicans. I have a bunch of series bets um, on the Pelicans um, just because I was getting more than two to one. And I feel like uh, this matchup without Devin Booker isn't, um, I don't think Phoenix should be two, two to one favorites or minus like 250 I think was their price on this. But we are seeing some uh, a line freeze in this one. Phoenix is getting a ton of love. Getting most of the money, most of the most of the market's betting, uh, Phoenix. But that line isn't budging, and if anything, it's moving towards New Orleans. So it seems like the sharp play, at least according to the betting splits, would be the Pelicans plus two and a half. Um, But ultimately, I love New Orleans here because they're absolutely crushing Phoenix in two of the four factors. They are plus 53 in free throw attempts this series because they're being really aggressive and attacking the basket, and they're plus 56 in rebounds. So if they're getting more easy points at the free throw line or second chance points, putbacks off offensive rebounds... Um, it's tough seeing New Orleans or excuse me Phoenix go into New Orleans and 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 win or even cover. I think the two and a half could be a lot given um, uh, New Orleans's edge in these two important metrics. Also, I'm I'm kind of grooving or vibing with Charles Barkley's Chris Paul old man theory. Essentially, Barkley said on the TNT NBA show that. Chris Paul is just too old for back-to-back superstar performances. And we've seen that in the series. We've seen Chris Paul follow a great game up with a poor game. So I could see him coming back down to earth this game. He was sensational in game five. Um... As was Mikael Bridges, which we'll talk about in a second. But New Orleans' role players need to step up, and I think they will at home. And I think Phoenix's will regress a tad on the road. New Orleans was five of twenty-five from three-point line in Game Five, and that should again improve now that the Phoenix or not New Orleans is the home team. Um, and that was really the difference in the game. Again, New Orleans went five of twenty-five from three-point line. Uh, Phoenix went ten of twenty-seven. So they hit five more three pointers. They won by fifteen. Pretty simple math, right? So, if uh, New Orleans matches or 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 gets close to matching Phoenix's three point uh, makes, then then I really like them. If they if they hit more three pointers in Phoenix, and I don't see any way Phoenix wins this game, but I also like a, I have a player prop in this game. I'm going under sixteen and a half points from Mikael Bridges. Uh, it's priced at minus one eighteen on Typico. He was absolutely sensational in game 5 had 31 points. I just don't think that shit happens again. Uh, New Orleans should adjust to to Bridges lighting them up and Brandon Ingram needs to take the challenge of destroying Bridges head to head in game 6 if New Orleans wants to take this to a game 7 in Phoenix. Um, Bridges hit 70% of his field uh, of his shots. In Game 5, he was a perfect 4-for-4 four four from 3-point line, and I just see natural regression coming. I mean, obviously, the uh, the Pelicans' defense is going to adjust to him. He did get some wide-open looks, but he was also just connecting and just sinking hard shots. Um, so it was an it was an absolutely brilliant game from Bridges. I do think he tails off here a little bit in the Smoothie King Center. Actually a lot of bit, right? They scored thirty he scored thirty one points in game five. We got him under sixteen and a half. He's went under sixteen and a half in six of his career nine nine career games at the Smoothie King Center. Um, and he's went under 16 and a half or excuse me, over 16 and a half points and five is 27 career playoff games. So I guess under would be 18. Wait, no 22 of those 27 games. So we're going with Mikhail Bridges under 16 and a half points, just because I think there will be some regression from his outstanding game five performance. And I think New Orleans defense keys in and on him a little bit better. Uh, Next game, final game in the NBA slate for Thursday, April 28th. I'm taking the Dallas Mavericks to close out its series against the Utah Jazz in Utah. Dallas smacked Utah 102-77 in Game 5. and I'm taking the Mavericks' money line, which is minus 112, because really the Jazz are out of moves, in my opinion. I called them frauds all season long. They're kind of proving me to be correct here. Uh, They need Gobert on the floor for defense, but guards... Um, but, but Utah's perimeter defense or backcourt defense can't stop dribble penetration. Gobert then needs to protect the rim and also get out to the, the, the corner to, to defend or close out on threes. And that's just not a reasonable request. And they also need Donovan Mitchell to be sensational and he's been terrible and is now injured. He got pulled from the second half of game five with a, with a hamstring strain and, Given Utah's vibe, I think this foreshadows kind of their elimination. Like, they got Donovan Mitchell injured on top of really – it's a 3-2 series, but Dallas has been clearly, clearly the better team in this series, right? So – I do think Donovan Mitchell continues to struggle. He's averaging 26 points per game, which sounds great, but he's at 41% effective field goal shooting. He's shooting below 40% from the field and 19.5% from the three-point line, which I'll talk about again in a second. He's got a minus 12 net rating. And again, these this injury and just like these vibes that I'm getting from the series – kind of suggests that the Jazz deserve to be eliminated in the first round at home. It's a it's a fitting end for this Jazz era. Their offense has been absolute trash. Um, it's all Donovan Mitchell step backs, and if he hits them, all right, well, the Jazz will win. But if he doesn't, the Jazz are going to get smacked again. Um, their their clumsiness with ball control has continued from the regular season into the postseason. They were 19th in offensive turnover rate during the regular season and haven't done a really good job of protecting the ball of this series. And they rely a ton on three-pointers, at least they did in the regular season. But they've got their minus 64. Uh, they have... 64 fewer three-point attempts in this series and only a 50% effective field goal shooting. So they're not taking a lot of threes. They're not connecting on threes, and they really need to hit threes if they're going to beat Dallas, even in Utah. And Luka Doncic is back, and he's just been absolutely dominant in this series and has really been dominant in the playoffs. His first two years in the playoffs, he played against uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, having to go against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Um, But for his career in the playoffs, he's averaging 33 points per game on 57% effective field goal shooting, which breaks down to 50% from the uh, field, 39% from the three-point line, adding nine rebounds and nine assists. So this guy's averaging nearly a 30-point triple-double in the playoffs. He's got a series-best 31.5 points per game on 51% shooting. He's grabbing 11.5 rebounds per game in this series. So Luka is just has been phenomenal in the playoffs for his first three seasons there looks good coming back from a calf injury and I think the Mavs are just going to put away the jazz um tonight and my player prop in this game I'm going under Donovan Mitchell two and a half made three pointers which is minus 112 right now he's injured so he might not play a full 48 minutes who knows um and and if this game is as one-sided as I think it end up could be I mean obviously Utah's back against the, against the Wall so uh maybe their defense improves a little bit um and turns this into a rock fight but I do think the Mavs are going to win handedly so uh Donovan Mitchell might be checked out by the second half at least mentally he's again only shooting 19.5% from behind the arc in this series he's went under Two and a half made three-pointers in eight of his nine games versus Dallas this season, which obviously includes the playoffs. So I think Don Mitchell has has been bad, and I think he's going to remain bad in this one. I'm going under two and a half made three-pointers. Adding that to the bed slip with the following Mavs money line to win and close out the series. Going under Mikkel Bridges, 16 and a half points in the Suns game, where I'm also taking the Pelicans to cover two and a half points also like them to to uh, win outright, obviously. Um, and then I'm adding those um, four plays to the Raptors, plus one and a half, um, again, against Tipico's odds. And I'm, I'm taking that. Um, I'm taking the under James Harden six and a half rebounds as well. So six bets, three sides, three-player props. I actually have a chance to get above 500 here in the playoffs. I got to go perfect six and oh to do so but hey it's uh i've 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 went perfect in in an nba slate uh, a couple times this season i could do it again so wish me luck i wish you luck whether you fade or follow me remember to do your own homework for the stuff don't just take my um my handicaps blindly or bet them blindly so uh best of luck to you guys and i'll be talking to you i don't know a couple days maybe maybe tomorrow who knows this about. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast's daily NBA show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.